Lock us in, load us in, pop in that A-track, spin the tape. Here we go. Hey now everyone, welcome back to a brand new episode of Star Wars Time. And you know what, Nick? It's so damn refreshing, awesome, whatever you want to say, to be on our own feet at this point This in time. is Yeah, this is the first time that we can say. I, I, dude, I am so fucking excited right Welcome now. to Star Wars Time. On StarWarsTime.net. We're no longer on the Entertainment Buddha Podcast Network. This is it. We did it. I finally did it. I finally, my lazy ass finally did all the technical stuff to get the podcast part ported over. I mean, again, we're not bringing the old feed over. We're starting anew. So hopefully those that have been listening, you followed us because I believe we gave you fair warning. And anyone that is new... Welcome. This is it. This is the Star Wars Time Show. This is Matt and Nick and Pete the Cat and sometimes Nick's cat. I forget her name. What's her name? Ellie. Ellie will join us every now and then. Uh, yeah. If you hear like a... Yeah, Ellie's actually good. Like, Nick's cat listens. My cat is literally laying on my keyboard. Ellie heard her name called and she just jumped on my desk. So she's here now too. Yeah, there you, there you go. <laughs> but that's how we roll. But I mean, no, we're not, we're not like cat weirdos. But I'm just, dude, I'm so... I'm just proud. I, I, I'm excited. I'm proud. I, I feel a little bit of relief that we got over here because, you know, I do a lot of the technical stuff behind the site now and the podcast. And I, I've, I've learned. I mean, I, I've run entertainmentboot.com for years now. That was my training grounds. I learned everything over there, how to, how to run WordPress, what plugins to install to maximize website exposure, this, that, and the other thing, as well as how to set up a podcast. But Anyone that is a technical person in the computer science field, as Nick is and Pete's cat and whatever, you know it just it doesn't matter. You could have done the same thing on another project, but any project always can introduce new bugs, new kinks. So the fact that we've we've got the podcast launched, we just got the email a few hours ago from Apple saying it's been accepted into iTunes. It should start showing up in search within two days. It's just it just feels fantastic. And I gotta say, dude, all credit to you because you know we talked about this for a long time, and you know you knew if we were gonna do this that it was gonna be a big burden on you in the front half of it just to get everything set up like you were saying, and you really fucking went crazy in some instances like you literally went crazy and worked on it for fucking 10 hours i can't help myself (laughs) yeah no he's he's being real like we're talking crazy out of issues that i thought were issues that weren't issues but still took up hours of my life i I mean just because i can't let i would get messages from matt at 2 a.m saying that you know finally got this working looks like we're i mean like (laughs) And it's it was you it was it was probably like so you, you, when you clicked on something it turned yellow instead of black. Yeah, just it was minuscule things. I mean, obviously, dumb shit. There but. were you know there's some obvious hurdles that you got to get over when you're building a website and stuff like that, and you're implementing all of these 
SEO and all this kind of stuff. But I mean, Matt, you went all out. I can't thank you enough for getting us to where well, we are amen. today. And I mean, you know, I appreciate it. it. Just it feels good, dude. We're here, and I'm glad to have you with me because you know, obviously, we've been doing this for years now. Uh, under a different umbrella. I mean, I, I, I still think we did great shows over there, and hopefully people that were over there have come over here. And even people that are going to be new here, I hope you go listen to some of the old stuff. Because, I mean, we, we, we put our all into this. I mean, Nick knows his shit. Yeah. He might have started late. I mean, he was born late in the 80s. For some reason, he didn't even know it existed until he was older, and he had a friend that introduced him. Thank God for that friend, but Nick ran with it. Uh, myself, again, I mean, like I said, I, I can't remember not knowing about Star Wars, so there's difference there. There's difference in our ages, generations, but we, we, we're we just good. We're good. We, we connect. We know how to keep things flowing. We know how to keep talking about this, this subject we all love, and that's what we're going to do tonight because, hey... We've already done two episodes. This is going to be the third episode of the rebooted Star Wars Time Show. And we have plenty of content planned. And guess what? We're going to start doing special topic episodes. We have one of those planned for next week on top of our weekly show. So things are just going to get nuts from here on out now that we're on StarWarsTime.net. So please, people, those that came with us, we love you. Those that are new, please stick with us and tell everyone else. We we really, really, really want this to kind of take off. Yeah. We're doing all right on the other stuff. But again, we're buried. You didn't know we we're Star Wars. We're, we're hoping now that we are Star Wars, we get a little more of that, that, that clicky, clicky SEO stuff. But we just, we, we, we want to grow. We want to get bigger. We want to incorporate fans. We, 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 we want to do whatever you guys want us to do. But we can't do that without the uh, subscribers, the likes, the reviews. So please, stick with us. Give us a chance. A few episodes, that's all we ask. All right, Nick, kick us off. What we, we got, got Billy D, baby. He's coming back for episode nine. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows he's going to be playing Lando Calrissian I love that you well. found this, by the way. I love that you found was, this. This this was fantastic. I mean, you know, let's let's set the let's because it proves a point we've talked yeah. about. But it's just it's also just fantastic. So let me set the 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 stage here. So Billy D. Williams is a man in his eighties. So <laughs> is he really? Is he eighty? Okay, we're on the internet here. So let's let's bring it up. Yeah, check. The, hold on. Let's check let's this out. Pull this up. He's at least no. He you, I, you may be right because I think Harrison's pushing. He is eighty-one, 80. born nineteen thirty-seven. <laughs> so, oh yes, that makes this even Billy better. Billy Williams, a man of eighty-one years, famous yes. for playing Lando Calrissian, coming back to the Star Wars universe in Episode Nine, and a lot of us are thinking like, what does he have left in the tank? I mean, we've seen Billy D in public appearances before. We know that he's, you know, in a degraded physical shape right now. But Billy D oh, wanted to show everybody out there in the world that he's not fucking around because he posted a video on his Twitter of him lifting weights with a trainer. Th and the caption says, The greatest thing ever. Clear goals, motivation, no limits. And then he's got a weightlifting emoji and the sunglasses emoji. So, oh my Billy God. D's bringing it, man. He's bringing it. What did you? 
He's throwing up. Hey, did you look at the weight? Yeah, he's got like what? Ten. Ten pounds. Ten it's pounds. Ten. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got ten pounds on each, and he's doing. I love, but he's eighty-one. I mean, fuck yeah. yeah. He's doing hammer press. Anyone that's ever worked out, all right. He's he's on hammer strength, but he's doing like, uh, what what would they call this thing? It, it's almost like a a forward thrust. I mean, it's the one where the it, it's it's hammer strength. So you got. Basically, uh, bars that are on an axis that you can push out. Yeah, it's, but y- you can kind of like squat in, like really, really thrust your your whole body at, like ooh, ooh, ooh. I mean, it's a great football workout. But they got Billy D on, and he's throwing up like he's got. Uh, I'd say at least fifteen pounds on each arm. But he's like, ooh, 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 ooh. dude, <laughs> it's just this is fantastic. It shit. is, man, and you know. And you know he's doing it for the oh, movie. Oh, yeah, and see, that's what I was going to bring up. So you know he's doing this for Star Wars because that's the, everybody knows he's in it now. And what's really cool about this is that not only is he not blowing it off, like he's not just saying, like, oh, easy paycheck. Like, he's in the gym. He's getting in shape. And clearly, you know, this role is going to have him, I don't want to say doing any kind of physical stunt work or anything like that, but he's going to be moving. Oh, I hope Like, not. he's going to be moving yeah, around. moving, yes. That's all we can ask but, for. I mean, it, I thought this was really cool to see, man. You know, Billy D. Williams. Well, I mean, especially when you told us that he's 81. Yeah, dude, if I'm 81 years old and I'm doing that kind of shit, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to make it to 81. I mean, I'm not rich. I don't have the... T- I, dude, at this point in time, I don't know if most of us want to make it to exactly. 81. So, to see somebody like this in the gym and getting it—I mean, he's getting it, dude. I like the first comment. Is is his? <laughs> do you see the first? <laughs> I, I oh, love. Man. See, this is why I love Star Wars fans. Do you yeah. see it? Is, is it the his Jedi GIF where? Or yeah. GIF? yeah. Yeah, where he's in his cape, like yeah, just going woo. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, yes. I love you, Star Wars yeah, people. It is. You. Dude. Love I mean, you. the the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Keep scrolling down. Do you see the one where it's the, the Last Jedi, Luke? Uh, uh, I've seen this raw strength <laughs> only yep, once. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, and just. All right. If I remember. or No, you, you do the post now. You got to remember to throw this thread in. So people can uh, look at it as they're yeah, listening. Yeah, I mean, this is this is fantastic. <laughs> this is fantastic. Scroll through the comments. I mean, you're going to catch some classic stuff here. You're going to have oh the Colt 45 <laughs> pictures in there. They got to be chicken wings. <laughs> oh, man, dude. It is. It, oh, man, it's good shit. It's a good thread. It's a good tweet. Uh, yes. No, I mean, honestly, this is. Let me. Okay, this is Star Wars fandom at its finest, right here, people. I mean, there's not many times you're gonna you're you're gonna hear me recommend going on social media and following a comment chain, but but this could be one of the best Star Wars comment chains I've ever seen. Yeah, man. I mean, people are showing respect. I mean, it, it only gets better, and I don't I don't think I've refreshed this since you first sent it to me, dude. But I'm just scrolling through. I mean, these these memes and clips are fucking fantastic. Oh, man, dude. I mean, like, you have your obvious ones where you got the Cole 45. And then you're right. The one with him <laughs> eating chicken wings is ridiculous. 
if you scroll do you see the cult 45 where it like appears out of nowhere yeah. like it just sparkles yeah. oh yeah and then uh if you the porgs they porgs, got porgs. you have fucking big mama's house hercules or yeehaw <laughs> Okay. I mean, dude. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. So All right. No. Okay, people. Trust us. We'll throw it into post. That's why if you're listening, you, I mean, wherever you're coming from, be it YouTube or now we're on iTunes and I think we have an issue with Google, but I think you can still get us on other Android platforms. So who cares? Uh, but we got to start linking to the material. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw up the links. What? We'll, we'll, I mean, because that, that is just... Th- this is a fantastic comment thread. Oh, yeah. And that that is nearly impossible to say in this day. Oh, yeah. Age. I mean, if you look... Just look at this. I mean, let's, let me give you a little context. <laughs> Billy D. Williams has... I haven't seen any negative huh? yet. I haven't seen no, any negative shit no, yet. No, nothing negative at all, dude. Like... The First Order has resigned effectively. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, dude. Oh, my God. I, I'm, I know this makes no sense to people listening because obviously you can't see what, we, what we've seen. But if you watch the video, <laughs> you, you – uh, all right. I, I got to stop. It is – it's a Go fantastic – carry, carry, carry on. Move it's along. Fantastic. Move along. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> I mean – Go follow Billy D. Williams on Twitter. Get the fuck out of here, the first order. <laughs> and just, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, it's fantastic. He's 81, throwing up 15. It's like, it's fantastic. Yeah, dude, he's, I mean, he's like Rocky. It's like Apollo. It is. It's like Apollo Creed. And like, if you, if you scroll down a little bit more on his Twitter feed, um, you see the picture from when he was at the gym. Like he's sitting with his <laughs> trainer and it says, I mean, he was he was working out with James Kahn, and he says, 47 years later and still going strong. You can see him sitting right there in the gym, and he's got a picture linked from, I don't even remember what fucking movie this is, but, like, apparently he was in a movie with James Kahn where they were playing, fo- they were both football players. And, I mean, yeah, it's good stuff, man. It's good stuff. So... Uh, it, it just it, it doesn't stop giving. I mean, it, this is just fantastic. Ten thousand over ten, eleven thousand likes on this on this <laughs> tweet here. You see the little <laughs> we do. Move, we got to move along. I I can't He's handle getting this. Anymore. He's getting. There, it's just too much good. There's this little little black kid with the hat. Respect, <laughs> and then he he like tips it off like yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm closing this. It's one a gold. It's done. I got. It's close a golden thread. Everybody, go check it out. I'll wow. link it in the post. That I mean that I, that was honestly one of the best things Nick has ever dug up. <laughs> That's what you get. <laughs> that was, That's what you get for following people on. That Twitter. was fantastic. I mean that that was the gift that kept on giving. It's so good, so good. All right, lead us into the next one here, Matt. What we got? We got some fan awards. We do. Something that I actually, uh, I know shit. This, for the first time in my life, I applied to the Star Wars fan awards in 2018. Didn't get picked. Big, you know, no big deal. I didn't think I would. I just wanted to try. Uh, you know, why not? I mean, I, what I submitted would, would have been like toy photography. Point being, the fan awards were announced this week, the, the winners at least. And lo and behold, the Star Wars toy photography community actually kind of cleaned house, and it, it it was it was refreshing to see. 
it was awesome to see, but it was also kind of uncanny because three of the winners I know, and I've known for, you know, at least a year or more at this point in time because I've worked with them through this site called the Exclude Collective, excludecollective.com, which is a, you know, kind of a premium format magazine for toy photography, collectibles. It's great. Just go check it out. I mean, if you love Star Wars, if you love toys, you will enjoy that website. Yeah, and I mean... Either way, three of the dudes that won these Star Wars Fan Awards, which which aren't just, like, casually handed out. They're, they're not, like, participation awards. Again, I, I applied. I didn't even get picked to be voted on to even make it to the finals. Three of the guys that I know won. One guy won for basically best family photography. It was him in a Captain Rex helmet with his do- little daughter in a ray dress. I mean, just fucking beautiful shit. Yeah. The other guy won for a video short he did. It was basically like, it, it was a recreation of a 1978, early 80s Star Wars action figure commercial with his little kids. Fantastic. The other guy literally basically won best in show. And the motherfucker recreated the A New Hope poster, the, the iconic poster where Luke's basically posing as if he's Hercules. You know, chest is a bear, and he's like, ah! The dude recreated it with action figures in a Darth Vader helmet and, you know, practical smoke. I mean, it, it, it's insane. When you look at the, the shot in the video where he shows you how he recreated that, looking at that setup and seeing how the final product came out... Everything's real. It's all uh-huh. practical. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic, dude. And... It's amazing to see that these types of creators, I mean, creators that you're familiar with, are getting the the credit that they deserve from Star Wars proper, not just, you know, fan community on on Instagram or on the web elsewhere. Like, they're getting recognized by Disney and Star Wars for their work, and that's, that's, that is the type of shit that sustains a fandom beyond just putting out content like movies and, and TV shows recognizing those achievements is huge for a community it's insane i mean trevor one six shooter on instagram that's one six underscore shooter and you need to check him out he won best in fucking show best in show best poster art yeah and i mean with toys with toys it's it's you can that is, I mean, come on, people. That is some fucking art. Yeah, I'm looking at this poster right now. Look at this shit. Look what he did. Look at the behind the scenes, and then look at the final image, and you're gonna be like, "What?" Yeah, I mean, you would you would look at the final image and think like, "Oh, he photoshopped in the Vader helmet because you know, no, no, dude, no. it was there. It was really there." I mean, yeah, yeah, sure, he, he photoshopped maybe in some of the stars and in Luke's lightsaber glare. Everything but else was... The rest, that's all practical. Yeah. I mean, it's a it was an incredible achievement. Are you fucking kidding me? And then, like I said, the next guy, I mean, look at Zay. Zay, Zay Takahashi with, with his daughter. I mean, get the fuck out that's of here. That's one of the cutest pictures I've ever seen. Are you kidding me? 
not only does the guy make amazing cosplay shit. I mean, look look at his Captain Rex helmet. Look at the gun, the jacket. But look at his kid. It's just, I mean, it's come too on. It's cute. I mean, like there was no way that was going to lose fucking best and uh, you know, audience choice. Like that that image is too cute. It's so good, man. Rid- ridiculous. Yeah. And then you have Jason Yang and and this is the guy that literally made a commercial from my era yeah i mean that's what commercials look like i mean there's very basic you, you know you'd see kids holding the figures like running them going pew 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 making the noises and shit and he did it with his family i mean that that is beautiful. yeah dude i mean this does this straight looks like it came out of like late 70s early 80s I yes. mean, you couldn't tell if you showed this to somebody and did not tell them that this was a fan created video. It looks exactly like a TV commercial from back then. Like it's just this type of work is the dedication of a truly crazy fan base, truly crazy fan base. The only way I could put it. I mean, but it was it was fantastic. It was fantastic. It's a, it's great stuff. It, it's crazy that I you know I know all these guys. Um, it's not crazy that they won because I know the the type of work they put out. I mean Zay was like yo. I mean Trevor and Jason actually did creative stuff, and I'm like dude. I mean that picture is stunning. Yeah. You and your daughter. I mean that that is that's some magical stuff. So you know don't worry about it. But trust me. So just to remind everybody, if you are a Star Wars fan. I don't even care if you, you're into the toys. If you're Star Wars fans, you like Star Wars art. On Instagram, if you're on it, you need to check out 1-6 Shooter. It's 1-6, one word, underscore Shooter. You also need to check out BLKSRS, Black Series. BLKSRS on Instagram. That's Zay. And then finally, you need to check out work more or less all one word and that's jason all fantastic dudes the work they put out is to someone like me that's you know still kind of i'm not going to say i'm new at it but i don't know shit about photography i've never taken a course i just i grabbed the camera and i just started kind of doing this shit i'm a hacky i use apps on ipad to edit I, i fucking hate photoshop these guys are, are pros so you got to check them out i mean th- their shit's amazing and if you look through their galleries you'll understand why they won these awards yeah well well deserved achievements by all of these people and i mean it's really fucking cool to see shit like this being recognized like that i keep looking at this at this rex and baby ray picture and i mean it's so I, like it's so eye-catching because and of, any star wars fan would want yeah, that. i mean i would hang that on my wall <laughs> i mean there's there is there's not a star wars fan in this world that would not want that yeah. moment i mean it's beautiful it's it, and like you said it's beyond just the image i mean if you look deeper at it like you said it's the work that was put into the costume it even for the 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 kid i mean she almost looks exactly like Daisy Ridley and in, in, in TFN. I'm telling you, look at this guy's shit on Instagram. I mean, look at his pictures, and you'll understand why that this picture ended up the way yeah, it did. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at some stuff now. There's... He, he, he's very good. I mean, he's very good at weathering stuff. 
setting up scenes. I mean, just fantastic. Yeah. I mean, this guy is a, is a pro, is a true pro at the craft. And, I mean, his shit looks incredible. So, well done to all of the victors of the Star Wars Fan Awards oh, yeah. 2018. It, it was just it was neat. I was like you got to be kidding me. I mean, the 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 star the the toy photography community on Instagram was represented heavily in this. I mean, even in the early voting, there was more than just this. I mean, these these guys are were the winners. There's probably like 8 toy photographers that made this. Yeah. So you know, that, that I mean, I'm I'm gonna keep trying. I mean, no, fuck, dude. I mean, I clearly, I mean, clearly, you, you can win. And so. also, as somebody who's followed you from when you first started doing, like, I remember when you first told me, like, yeah, I just started taking pictures of the toys and shit. Like, oh, they're terrible. I mean, terrible. but you've gotten so much better. And I mean, like, the some of the shots that you've done recently are fantastic. Like, wh- one of the ones that I'll call out, or some of the ones that I'll call out are. The, the samurai um, the samurai figure Star Wars figures that you picked up and the pictures that you took of those are are fantastic I mean it really showcases the figure itself and then also the editing work that you did in there and the environmental work that you did in there to really bring those those figures to life fantastic work so I mean don't shit on yourself because you're, you're definitely not you know a novice at this it's it's a sick I think it's a sickness of a lot of I don't. I. I don't even. I'm still not even comfortable calling myself an artist. I think that I just do it. I just do it. I mean, it's it's a yeah, hobby. I mean, one of the, like I'm looking at one right now. The emphasis nest on on the speeder. I mean, that's a fantastic shot that you that you took there. I mean, but again, I mean, I'm telling you right now, I learned a lot of my shit from guys like this. Know. Trevor, Jason, Zay. They're out there. They've been courteous with their behind the scenes type of stuff. Uh, but it is. I mean, there's there's part of. Do you have an eye for what you're trying to do? Yeah. And and that that to me is the biggest challenge. I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, if you have good equipment, you're you just you, you take better pictures. No. It, it's really all about. Can you visualize a, a scene, something, a portrait, whatever, and then actually take a good picture? Yeah. That's what it comes down to. But either way, fan awards are out. I, th- I think it's a great contest. And I honestly, even though I didn't get picked for anything, I urge people to get involved. I mean, this this they're called the fan awards. I mean, we're all fans. This this It's for us. And, and you can do anything. I mean, people can s- submit movies, pictures, whatever. There's a bunch of different categories. It's It's really fun to do. Uh, you, you never know. I mean, even a guy like Trevor, he's very humble. I mean, if you look at his work, it's amazing, but he's very humble. And he's like, he had no idea he would have won this thing because his stuff didn't even come up in like general fan voting where Jason's and Zay did. So like Trevor literally was picked by probably Lucasfilm and Disney people to win where the other guys, I mean, again, everyone gets credit fantastic work by all but i think they got their stuff through you know fan votes trevor literally was just like hey you win best in show motherfucker yeah dude best poster art and best in show i mean and Crazy. here's the thing I mean, to me best, best in show means best art, in show I think, that included right? some pretty incredible yes, drawings yeah, everything pretty incredible hand-drawn stuff and he did it with action figures yeah i mean so just 
Get all, some. Get some. Toy photography. Woo. And I'll tell you this, everybody who's listening. I mean, it's it's worth a follow on Instagram, even if all you follow on Instagram are butt models. But, like, this kind of shit showing up in your feed as you scroll through, it's really cool. Like, you can stop for a second and be like, holy shit, like, this, this looks dope. Or, like, one of the, like, you know, in Matt's feed, if you follow Haywood Pop, you're scrolling through and you see a, a fucking picture of Thanos punching down at Darth Vader. I mean, like, shit like that is just kind of... I almost hit a thousand on that. That that would have been is, great. I got up to like nine fifty. Yeah, I mean, so. dude, it's a dope ass shot. So I mean, it is. It's it's really nice. It's a. Fu- I'm telling you, like I said, if you like Star Wars, even if you don't like the toys, there there's some great shit you're gonna see in Star Wars toy photography. I mean, we're talking full on scenery creations. I shared an image today on the Star Wars Time Show Instagram from Bud Futu. It's, this is my brother from a different mother named Jay Haywood. My name's Matt Haywood. That's why I call him that. Literally spelled the same way. But either way, this guy is the ultimate diorama, Star Wars diorama maker on the planet. I'm telling you right now, like his images look like they're straight out of the movies, except he replaces the actors with... Yeah, like, I mean, it's the shot... Everything else looks real. Everything else looks real. Yeah, it, I'm looking at it now. It's the shot of it's Han and Leia on it's Hoth, stupid. and they're escaping yeah, Echo he, Base. He built that. Like, I mean, he literally built that entire yeah. diorama. Like, that's all yeah. real. Yeah, I mean, it's fantastic. It's fantastic shit. I mean. But, I mean, he's actually started a side business selling his dioramas to people like me because they're so damn good. I mean, he's, he, he's, he's made, like, a Sarlacc pit diorama, Jabba's Palace. It, it's insane what this guy does. Anyways, like I said, that, that's just me again making a further case. Check out the toy photography scene on Instagram. Especially some of the Star Wars tags. Star Wars toy pics. Star Wars time show. You never know. Good shit all around. So we're going to kick off our next topic here. And this is going to appeal to fans of the old EU. Fans of the new EU. Fans of... Star Wars animated series. This one character has somehow found a way to tie together all of these different universes, all of these different threads, and we're talking about none other than the Chiss Lord himself, Grand Admiral Thrawn. So, for all of you out there who've been keeping up with Star Wars novelizations since the new EU launched, you probably know that um, Timothy Zahn has kicked off the Thrawn trilogy again, and um, this week we there was an announcement on the final chapter, the third and final book of this of this new trilogy, this new Thrawn trilogy, and it's entitled Thrawn Treason. Um, and this is really gonna gonna bring everything back together here, and it's gonna sh- it's gonna put Thrawn in a situation where he needs to choose between his allegiances to the Empire, which have grown pretty strong at this point. I mean, he's are in this book. He's already worked his way up, I believe, to the to the rank of. Where were, I mean, what what's what's the timeline on this? Do you know? So they didn't release like where are we so, at? So because I mean, ultimately we know exactly. What that's that's kind of what I questioned in the article 
Um, yeah, so, like, how much impact does this really have, to be yeah, honest? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Because, like you said, we know his ultimate fate is, well, ultimate, quote-unquote, is is sealed within Star Wars Rebels. So, whatever happens in this novel is going to be very interesting. You know, in my opinion, he's going to have to turn his back on the Chiss Collective. Because that's his choice. He has to choose between... Yeah, I mean, is this... Is this like prior to Rebels timeline? I would assume so. Yeah, I mean, is this like him affirming his commitment to the Empire? Maybe? Yeah, I think so. Because one of the things that he's always like, if you know Thrawn, Thrawn is a very practical and tech. I guess ta- he's one of the most tactical yeah, motherfuckers ta- ever introduced. If not, yeah, I mean, most. his his mind doesn't work like a human mind. His mind almost works like a like a like a computer mind, a tactical computation machine. Watson. He's Watson. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Perfect. And it's going to, but, but he always has this pull back to like, he doesn't hold anything against the Chiss collective for exiling him before he joined the empire before he was, you know, he made his way into the empire, essentially jumping on a ship on, a, on the planet that he was exiled on. Because he understood logically. Are you caught up on the new shit? Have you read the new? Yeah, stuff? so I'm I'm in almost finished the first book. The second book I already have. I haven't started because the second one I've heard is like mind blowing. Because he essentially confesses to Anakin that like his people in their own dialect use the term Skywalker. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. I mean, because one of the things because that. Don't they have, like, four sensitives that they essentially kill off after they're a certain age yeah. or something? Yeah, so you're, you're – being four sensitive in the Chiss Collective is considered, like – it's almost like what, what fucking Spartans used to do with extra female children or, like, cripples. They would just kill you. <laughs> yeah, throw them off Yeah, just get, they just get rid of you. But, um, yeah, I mean – Thrawn allegiances <laughs> covers that relationship. Like I don't know why I laugh at stuff. Yeah, like it's that. fucked up. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, it, allegiances covers covers a lot of that. The relationship that he has with um Anakin Skywalker because he knew Anakin during the Clone Wars before he was Darth Vader. They had worked together when Thrawn was still a member of the Chiss Collective. Before his exile, they, I mean, it was with Padme yeah, too, right? Yeah. So there was a the Jedi were, but I mean, he respects him. Like, I mean, Thrawn, you know, he's not Grand Admiral at this point, clearly, but he, from what I've understood, like from my boy Kung Fu, is that like, I mean, he had great respect for Anakin, and he was, you know, like I said, dropping hints, like, hey, yeah, you know, our our this term. And our language means Skywalker. Yeah, so I'll I'll get to kinda that. Implying like I I know like who you are for all time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's that's probably covered in two. And one, it's really interesting because you get to see his rise and his, you know, essentially the story is kind of told through two lenses. It's told through the lens of Thrawn. So you get chapters where you read through his mindset, how he thinks through things, and also his. Um, not really his confidant, but what is essentially his translator. Um, he gets to the Imperial, you know, Academy, and initially he can't speak common or basic. Um, he he needs common. I don't know why I said that, but like he needs to learn it. So he has a. I mean, these days no one can even speak basic. So yeah, <laughs> but uh, he has this translator along with him, and even though at a certain point, 
um, Thrawn has mastered basic, he still keeps this this translator at the rank of ensign along with him through his meteoric rise through through the empire and and the other half of the story is told through his eyes his name is eli vanto and it's really interesting it's really interesting to see the dynamic between these two characters how you know how eli feels as thrawn keeps getting all of these promotions you know gets his own ship and all of this stuff and and eli feels like he's just being dragged along he, he his career path has been destroyed it's really cool but he also has a very very strong loyalty to thrawn throughout the whole thing so um are we talking like promotion to the chimera so he hasn't got he hasn't or gotten to the like chimera pre, yet but he, he is in control but where i am in the first book he's he already has control of his his own vessel um it's but it's not a it's star not a star destroyer. destroyer no it's a it's a different um imperial vessel but um, he, he worked his way up to the commander of a vessel very sh- in very short time. Yeah, I think, I mean, th- this is probably an area of the Star Wars universe that I just suck at. Books, I mean, th- this may be something you're going to have to, like, take the lead on. Yeah, here. exactly. I'll be the one to read all the novels. I, I blow at books. I mean, I, I, I think I want to get caught up in the comics because I've just, I've heard some of the Vader stuff is ridiculous. And I, I've read at least the first six, seven, eight, maybe. And they are fantastic because I love the guy. I mean, Vader's everything. But, yeah, we we need to, like, expand into this shit. But I just – me and books, for some reason, just don't – I got to get you an Audible subscription where you just plug it in and listen to it. I know, but I – dude, I love Sports Talk or Howard. Like, I mean, if Howard Stern's on, that that's what I'm listening really, to. Really, the only thing I listen to in the car now is podcasts and mostly Rogan. Like, I'm listening to, to like, Rogan's podcast yeah, or nah, something I mean, else. So Stern's my guy. I mean, I've been listening to him since 1995. I mean, he, to me, he's everything in broadcasting. But outside of that, sports talk, local sports talk. I mean, I have some – I'm not going to lie. I mean, I don't really love Columbus, Ohio, but we have some – fantastic local sports talk broadcasters well i mean yeah and that that, that's what i listen to but no you're right i mean it it just it is i if i'm gonna ever get in the books it's gonna have to be audio it's easy you know if you go on a long road trip and the thing is is you know that yeah that that's that's the key i just don't like long road trips even if it's just during your commute (laughs) 10 minutes a day you catch up on some you know a few chapters via the audio book and, you know, you got something interesting. No, you're right. But like I said, I'm always listening to goddamn sports because I almost love to be miserable. I know, you do. Because right now, I am one of the most miserable fans around. The Buckeyes had a fucking, basically in my mind, a fail year. And the Steelers have honestly shit the bed. I mean, they, they've done what I predicted they'd do, but I didn't think they'd do, but they've actually done it. <laughs> they've crashed and burned and... They're they're probably gonna miss, miss the playoffs, and it just it's honestly consumed. Your boy me. Tomlin might anyways, be in trouble. I, no, he he's not. He's not even remotely, and that's what makes me even. That's angrier, just because of so. Rooney's. The Rooney's will never fire anybody. Anyway, this no. isn't a sports talk no. podcast. Everybody, this is a Star Wars podcast. Yeah, well, you just you never know. I mean, we 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 basically put it in the description. Yeah, right? we do have. I mean, we we are. What is our official description? Let's read it for everybody. There. <laughs> so our tagline is a. Oh man, I love because you came up with this one. It's beautiful. Um, a Star Wars podcast for a more uncivilized age. 
well done deep cut um that's our tagline on the podcast and yeah that, that's just on the graphic yeah. and our let's see because we were talking about it earlier our description is uh no here okay. i got it i was so if you're looking at it on iTunes, or I mean, really anyone should pick it up because I believe it it takes I don't know which actually it might take the description too. Description's kind of weak. I'm not gonna lie. We we may have to fix that. I'll just read the uh, iTunes one. So the iTunes summary is: This is a Star Wars podcast for a more uncivilized age, indeed. Take a tangent filled. There you go, people. Jump through hyperspace with the sometimes drunk Sith Lord Matt, always for the most part, and his much more calm Jedi compatriot Nick as they weave their way through all of the new and old happenings in the Star Wars galaxy. From games to movies to dumb internet internet threads, they have you covered. If you're lucky, they may even say something positive about the that's really lucky honestly like you may hear you know a complimentary word from me every now and then but if you hear something right now it's got some fantastic music there's there ding 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 we almost need sound effects for that yeah i know like anytime we say (laughs) something nice about the prequels we should play like little kids going yay uh, like (laughs) we we might need to do that because it's it's rare i mean think about it there there's some damn good musical themes again thank god for john williams that came out of the prequel era i'm not even talking about duel of fates i'm talking i mean there's even some good attack of the clones fucking like just or orchestral score yeah i mean specifically the music towards the end of episode three really strong i mean john williams shines shines in that movie and it's really the only thing that makes the prequels bearable like if you if you didn't have those scores and those beautiful musical numbers by john williams then i don't know if the prequels would even be watchable but you know he brings he brings the heat like he always does it's a shame to see him retiring but the man is old as fuck so he needs to rest a little bit is he doing nine or no I think he is doing nine nine's his last one but um you would you would think so. also like no one's gonna turn down Jay one Jay. of the one of the pieces that like well, it was a super small piece of news this week that dropped and it was it basically said that star wars um uh well solo a star wars story did not make it into the oscars for best score because they submitted oh, yeah, it too yeah late. They, they, they they um submitted their shit too yeah late. so essentially what happened with that was they were gonna kick it out but they they did it past the november 15th deadline so they weren't even considered they weren't even allowed in but that score was not williams but they did have some of William's songs in it. Yes, I think they had the credit. Yeah, him. they credited him because they used some of his stuff, but it was it was largely done by some other composer. I don't I don't remember his name. Um, it wasn't Michael Giacchino, but it was it was somebody. Well, at this point on this show now, we're just gonna start making up names. So yeah, his name was Joe yeah. Schmitt. So he he was the composer for Solo. Unfortunately, did not make it into the Oscars. Um, but again, you guys, if you haven't seen solo yet, I was at work today. Two people said, man, I finally watched solo and that movie's fucking cool. It's really fun. <laughs> I love, that's my favorite. I love yeah, those. Dude, just get on the goddamn train already. Like solo is a fun movie. 
and it gives a lot of great context. It shows you. I do. I mean, why would you not? Why would you not go see it? I don't understand. It's it like unless you're unless you're a dope. Like if if you're one of the the people like Matt who has the AMC, what's it called? AMC Premium, some shit. Stubbs A list again. I mean, Amen. <laughs> Th- this thing is the greatest invention for movie buffs of all time yeah so if you have a list you you can go see these movies for nothing because you've already paid your monthly fee but 20 bucks a month three movies a week there you go and if you don't have a list and now that movie pass is dead and you pay for movies just like a a regular old person like me it's eight dollars go see a matinee Go, you know, go to one of the less crowded theaters in your area and just sit down for eight bucks and fucking watch Star Wars, people. Like, Solo is a fantastic movie. It got shit on because people are idiots. It's Star Wars in the end. I mean, it's Star Wars. At the end of the day. I mean, it just goes to show as much as we we want to think everyone loves Star Wars. There's a lot of casual fans. There are. There are. And I think there are more now. Um, like the, there were no oh, casuals, of course. Yeah, of course. you know, post episode three Oh five to fucking 2015 when it was just us in the basement duking it out with whatever was left on the internet and the cartoon series. Like there were no casual fans. Now star Wars is, is mainstream. Star Wars is a global phenomenon again. And there are, there's a lot of people who only want things to go down their way. And if it doesn't go down their way, then they're going to. It, it was still the burnout fact. I mean, we, we've discussed this many times over. I mean, Disney definitely fucked up. And Bob Iger himself said, I fucked yeah, up. Yeah, like, you know, we didn't handle the marketing they, and release they, of... They got cocky kid, yeah. right? I mean, they went against Han Solo's advice. Yeah, and the the thing is, is they Disney was competing against themselves at one point. Like, that Solo was in theaters the same time that fucking Infinity War was idiot i mean it's moronic moronic it it would have been launching today yeah to insane amounts of fanfare compared to its may launch which was buried in the midst of deadpool yeah behind deadpool i mean any big movie from the spring basically was in front of it giving it middle fingers just poorly executed we've talked about it a lot before we know that this is the first full friday cast on the star wars time uh dot net network but we've talked about it before we have a lot of banked episodes over on the entertainment buddha podcast network but yes our, our thoughts are out there on the internet multiple times over about solo so um it's a shame it's a shame everybody but you know Let's move on to. I just, I, I mean, the the bigger shame is that we now know it it did effectively lead to delays, if not full on cancellations of other. Oh products. yeah, I mean it's confirmed now. It's confirmed not only through rumors and you know through speculation. It's confirmed. The, the the solo stuff alone. I mean, especially after you've seen it, how could you not want to see another movie with those? Yeah, fuckers? I mean, it was fantastic. The way that it ended led into such a intriguing second chapter that it's a fucking shame that we're not going to get it. And, and they've even is, is said as much. I mean, John Castan. What's his name? 
Kazan said, yo, I mean, Han and Kira's relationship had three stages, and we have not reached the final stage. Yeah, we've yet. only seen two stages of that, so. I mean, that was set up. They, they set that thread up. They set the mall thread up. They set the Jabba thread up. It's like, come yeah, on. Yeah, it was, there was a lot to happen in that, and we're never going to get it now. I mean, unless Lucasfilm can, you know, figure out a way to include these threads within their Disney I mean, dude, platform. think about it this way. What what has Netflix become? It's become a film distribution channel at this point. There's a good chance Disney Plus, we know it's going to be a success. I mean, it, to me it's impossible for it to fail with its licenses. I mean, I just I don't know how people are not going to want to subscribe. Oh yeah, dude, it's 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 impossible to fail because we also know that the price point that it's coming at in at is under Netflix's price point and Netflix for its, for their top tier package is $15 a month. I mean, if you're talking about all star Wars content, you know, aggregated in one spot, plus the return of, you know, Marvel hero shows and new, new star Wars content, new Marvel. I mean, dude, fuck all that. The original stuff. I mean, we're talking the Mandalorian. Oh yeah. Like it's, we're talking original Marvel shows. I mean, it's see yeah. Ya. I'm I'm gonna be there day one. I mean, ten. I'm guessing the price point's gonna be ten dollars. I will gladly cough up the ten bucks a month to watch some of this new content, and that leads us right into the official casting reveals of the Mandalorian by. Well, I mean, even before that, my, my ultimate point was, if this venture goes way of netflix do you not see potential for straight to disney plus star wars oh yeah i mean my first thought when i heard that the game of thrones bros were coming over to star wars was you think that could be their shit was that they they were gonna helm the creation of disney plus original star wars movies that was my first thought now yeah i mean yeah i mean why yeah i mean they've they've already proven to the world that they can produce premium content for a huge provider like HBO. So why not take your skills over to Disney? I get, I just, it comes down to, it feels like these people are spending just as much to make shows as movies. And you'd think you could make more money from a movie though. Right. I mean, I mean, I mean, movies, I mean, let's face it. Star Wars movies in particular, they have the potential to make billions. Uh, yeah, 100%. But here's the thing with a movie. In theaters. Here's the thing with a movie. A movie, you get – here, here's what you get in the theaters. For people like us, you get 40 bucks. You get, you know, four individual movie tickets and, you know – Plus, you get the home DVD Blu-ray release. So you get probably 60 bucks out of us total. With a streaming service, you get $10 a month from us every month until we expire. All right, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, the numbers definitely well, yeah, pump up. Point, point made. <laughs> point. <laughs> so, Checkmate, bitch. I'm just, just saying, man. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, you're right. So... You're right. I mean, th- there are times I, I sit there and I'm like, I, I, I pay Spotify 10 bucks or whatever a month. And I could probably save money just buying the fucking CDs. Probably. Or just downloading the shit from fucking iTunes. Oh, yeah. I mean, the 
but it's the allure that I can literally download or search yeah, anything. Yeah, anything that, you've ever, that you could ever think of. At any time, I can get whatever I want to listen to. Yeah, you're to. like, oh, I want to listen to the police, and then bam, there it is. I love it. I love it. I mean, I love it. That's why I pay yeah, for it. I mean, it's a, it's a fantastic. But you're right. It's the same shit. I mean, you, you just you get looped in, and you end up ultimately over time spending way more money for something than you would ever consider spending. Oh yeah. Money. I mean, Disney plus the first year, if it's $10 a month, we'll spend 120 bucks in the first year. I mean, easy. And then yeah. I, I probably already spent $30 to listen to the queen soundtrack. Like the, the movie from queen. Yeah. That's how much I've listened to over the past two months or whatever. So I basically dedicated my entire Spotify money to that. Exactly. Album. And like, for us, Disney. If I just, I, I probably could have bought it for nine ninety. Probably so. Save yourself a little bit of money, and then it's going to be <laughs> the same way with Disney Plus. Like for people like us, we're going to go to Disney Plus for all the original Star Wars content and all of the, you know, the old Star Wars content that's going to be housed there. I mean, but we're getting stuff like you said, like we're getting the new clone. Are they Wars. getting it though? I did. Didn't didn't you tell me at one point that they don't get any of the? They old don't get shit? the. They don't get. OT and they don't get prequels, but, but they get they get the they'll get like Jedi and Force Awakens. Yeah, and exactly. Um, and they also because Net- Netflix has Jedi and Rogue they One. They do have Jedi Rogue One. They don't have TFA. I think they had TFA for a little while and then it's off already though. Yeah. I don't um. Know. But yeah, they're gonna get all of the Disney produced property of Star Wars, which includes. The new Clone Wars series, the new series for, um, for the new Cassian Andor series from Rogue One, and then also Mando, of course. It's gonna be it's gonna be one of those powerhouse. It's gonna be a powerhouse from the day it launches. Let's just put it that way. Oh, I can't wait. I mean, they they already said it's gonna debut late twenty nineteen, and I just I don't know. I have a feeling. Mando's gonna be part of the launch lineup. I oh guess. yeah, dude. I mean, and now that we have, we know it's filming. I mean, we know it's ten episodes. I mean, it's gonna be yeah, ready now that we. It's gonna be ready for this time next year. Oh, I a hundred percent agree. I mean, now that we have everything official from Disney too, like we've already had the official announcement of the show. We've already had the official announcement. Well, yeah, of... move, move into because I kind of cut you yeah. off, but go ahead and kick into. I mean. This is it, people. Mando's been fleshed out. Yeah, I mean, we've had we we know who the directors are, we know what the show's called, and now we have the official word from Disney and you know Lucasfilm on the cast. Which again, all credit to making Star Wars because these fuckers. I mean, they they called out the biggest confirmation in this, and that's Pedro Pascal. Yeah, they called Pedro Pascal. They called... Months... I mean, at this point, we can almost say months ago. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was two months ago. But um, we have the official casting information from from Star Wars themselves. And like you said, making Star Wars got Pedro Pascal. They got Gina Carano. They got Carl Weathers. They got... They mentioned Nick Nolte. He's in it. And then on top of that... We get Werner Herzog. I mean, people who are up with the film industry, you know who Werner Herzog is. It's going to be very interesting to see how who he plays and how he plays in in Star Wars: The Mandalorian. I assume he's playing some sort of, you know, some sort of like 
Imperial who is like off in the corner of the galaxy somewhere because Herzog seems like he would play a perfect Imperial. Uh, yeah, he's gonna like look old as shit, won't he? Yeah, I mean, weren't well, Werner Herzog yeah, is like old, old as shit. <laughs> Let's be real and, here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's born in '42. He's 76, so yeah, he's gonna look pretty. Gnarly. Yeah, and. He's still younger than fucking Billy D doing his fucking ha 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 yeah get it eat it first order. Yeah, I wonder if we're gonna get a a tweet from Werner, you know, lifting the weights, <laughs> you know, putting on putting on a gun show because Billy fucking D dude's ripped. He's gonna be he's gonna be well, jacked in that movie. They probably got him on HGH I, I, I and everything. Wait. I just I mean I I don't care if he doesn't even stand as long as he can bring that. Lando flair. That's all I care. He brings the swagger. So, anyways, dude. I mean, this is some pretty big shit. Not only does it confirm that a lot of these rumors were true, people want to call them amateur sites like us, whatever. But they know their shit first and foremost. But it 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 leads to some interesting speculation of you know what 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 are these people playing? Yeah. So. Specifically, one that you and I were talking about off cast for a second is is Gina Carano, and if we if we refer back to the rumors that we were talking about last week around the Mandalorian, and in the the rumor of the main plot being around the Mandalorian character Pedro Pascal's character being hired to kill a baby, and then taking this baby, you know, under his wing and raising it, it you know. Can we can we speculate that Gina Carano's character is this baby grown up? Like, do we get a time jump from when Pascal, when the Mandalorian is hired to to kill this baby, into the future where they're both you know working together, or mulling their way throughout the galaxy as a duo? Now, um, a lot of interesting shit can be can be pulled out of these confirmed castings, and I mean. I, dude, I just—I don't know, man. I mean, to me, if we're going on your theory that the baby is probably Mandalorian, if not Mandalorian royalty, if we're gonna run with that, she is the epitome of a Mandalorian female. To me, yeah, she she is. I mean, Gina Carano. If you don't know who that is, is a former MMA fighter. One of she she literally built women's MMA by herself. I mean, she was the first women's MMA superstar. She's a badass. She is a trained fighter, and yeah, she was way way before Ronda. yeah, way before Ronda Rousey, way before any of the current female MMA champions. She's in Deadpool. I mean, she was she one was of the, the bad guys in yeah, Deadpool. She, she was Angel yeah. in Deadpool. She's also been in other stuff. I think there was that I can't remember what it was called. This movie with John Cena. I think she was in. But, uh, yeah, but to me, dude, do you not just does she she just not look like she's meant to wear Mandalorian? Oh armor? yeah, a hundred percent, dude. Like no question about it. And just her physical abilities that she brings to the role makes her perfect for a right. Mandalorian. Exactly. Like it's exactly. it's too it's too. Because I looked up I looked up Emily Swallow because I wasn't familiar with her, and I just I mean I I definitely don't see her being mandalorian or you know maybe she is but you know she's i don't want to say she's older she's my age but if we're talking the whole baby theory and that we think the baby theory is going to jump in time 
I just don't see her being that. No, good. yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. I mean, Emily Swallow. For those of you who are looking for a reference, she was in The Mentalist as Kim Fisher, and she was also in the eleventh season of Supernatural. Um, but she definitely does not fit what we would perceive as a Mandalorian, if we want to go that way. Um, Maybe a love interest for Pedro. Could be, for sure. Could be. I want to see, like, I want to see some female Imperials or some female bad characters because, you know, so far we've gotten, you know, we've gotten in the First Order and we've gotten in, in the the Empire throughout all the movies. we got a lot of male characters. I want to see a bad female character. And I don't know if she's going to play it. I don't know if she um is you know set for that kind yeah, of you don't really i mean you you get that in rebels with um i forget it's her name. uh governor oh shit price, price? yes um yep that's right governor price is it yeah because she's actually she's also in the thrawn novel the first thrawn novel um so yeah i mean you get some here and there in other properties like in like you said in rebels the obviously one of the biggest ones through the cartoon series was Asajj Ventress. Um, so there's there, there are some out there, but I want to see live action, you know, evil female characters. And it'd be cool to see something like that in one of these shows here. Um, so other notable characters, we already talked about Carl Weathers. Um, people that made it into the announcement were... What, do you th- what the hell do you think Carl's... Dude, playing? Carl, I don't know, man, but I just want him to be... I just want him to be... Well, uh, shit. We we skipped over Jean Carlo. Jean Carlo, and you're gonna yell at me for this because I have not watched all of Breaking Bad. Yeah, check this out, people. This motherfucker uh, hates Breaking I, okay, Bad. Okay, hold on now. Let's put the brakes on a little bit. I didn't say I hate it. I said I. We well, said you stopped after two, not even two seasons. First, that that means you didn't. I watched like the it. first two seasons. I was I didn't get as into it as everybody else did. Like I'm I just. It didn't grab me, and I don't know why. Like, I don't know if it was because, you know, of the type of shows that I was into at the time because I was watching a lot of, um, you know, like comedy stuff like 30 Rock and How I Met Your Mother and stuff like that. It just didn't fit with what I was into at the time. I mean, I may go back and give it another twirl because I know it's... See, he said may. May. I'm not going to commit to it here, but it's possible that it happens. Hey, either way. Giancarlo Esposito or Gus for those of us that watch Breaking Bad and understand its excellence he's going to be in this motherfucker and I love this guy I mean even if you don't know him from Breaking Bad I mean I believe he was in the last two uh, Maze Runner movies yes he was he was Uh, he was in a few TV shows that I wish kept going but got cancelled the one I forget what it was called but basically all electricity disappeared oh yeah that was called oh Fuck, I watched that for a little while, too, and I can't remember. Yeah, it, it made, like, two seasons, and then he just whacked Yeah, Revolution. That's what it was. Yeah, something yep, like that. That's what yeah. it was. Um, yeah, he's, 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 a, he's, a, he's a damn and good actor. And he's a better call so, Saul, I mean, too, to, so. For those. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but Nick probably hates I haven't watched too, it. 
Exactly. Yes, he's he's borderline. I yeah. I mean, look, send me angry tweets. I mean, next thing we know, he's gonna say Attack of the Clones is his favorite Star. I Wars mean, did movie. you see the Geonosis battle? I mean, come on, there were so many well, Jedi. Fuck that. How about the love story on the boot? Too dude? good. I mean, when he jumps on that fucking big pig cow thing, it's come too on. good. One of the best scenes yeah. ever. It's too good. So, um, but moving on, I mean, like like we were saying before, the the, the real big one here is Werner Herzog. That's a that's a massive casting. We want to see where that goes. Nick Nolte, for those of you who yeah, but what 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 what, what, what do we say on Carl? Carl, let's talk about Carl. Like, what's this motherfucker? What's he? I, I just do? want I like, him. To, I almost I just want him to be Apollo. Yeah, Creed. I know. It's like that's all I want. I want him to be like some sort of badass. I feel like he's 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 a rebellion. Like he's a rebel, right? He's uh, maybe. If he's not a rebel, then he's some sort of contact of the Mandalorian. Like he's he's. Or what? What was his name in Predator? That's what I was gonna look up because I mean everybody knows Apollo Creed, but who the fuck knows what the people's name in Predator was? Yeah, I mean I know Arnold was Dutch, but what was the other dude's name? Uh, let's see, Predator, 1987. We're on the internet here, people. Yes. I am. Uh, Dylan. 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 Dylan, yeah, Dutch and Dylan. Right. All I want is just yeah. a recreation of that that when they flex yeah, that biceps. greasy hand grip when they're <laughs> yeah, flexing. Dude. It's one of the greatest shots of eighty cinema. Uh, yes, yeah. and it's uh, it's also the greatest show of of steroid use in in Hollywood ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is. It was pure. I mean, I <laughs> the only way it could have been better is if Sly showed yeah, up. Yeah, and just, like, fucking started shooting a machine gun. Like, if John Rambo just no, yeah, dropped Yeah, and he was playing, like, yeah, like Rambo was in South America at the same Please, time. Please, Hollywood producers, if you're listening right now, you know what I want. let's make, this, make this happen. Take the crossover between predator and, and oh, rambo that, dude there's a, there's another rambo going down right now are you serious i don't know if you're joking or not yes oh my i'm not joking dude, dude. and i can't wait i mean what are you talking the last one could have been one the, of the last best. one was dope like, as fuck <laughs> it was one of the goriest fucking movies i've what ever is this seen on it was a, like faces on of a death. 50 cal just mowing fools yeah, down just mowing, <laughs> oh my god but yeah oh, that's a, i love that and carl but that's I. That's why I'd love like an R-rated Star Wars where like turbo lasers are just melting people's faces. Yeah, I mean the closest that we ever got to like R-rated Star Wars stuff, you could almost say was in Episode Four when Obi Wan cuts that guy's arm off and it's just bloody laying on the floor. No, I mean, dude, like, I've got the high ground. That's true. Yeah. That's the most violent scene in 100%, Star Wars. 100%. Because he does hands down. actively catch on fire and his whole body burns right I mean, in front he of cuts eyes. his arm off, both his legs, and then watches him melt. Yeah. Yeah, like you literally see. <laughs> I mean, that is a brutal scene to watch. Like you see Anakin's entire body just turn to char. Yeah, his little his little stump start and then it spreads up to his head and just fucking melts his face. Yeah, it was. Uh, that's pretty gruesome. That's pretty gruesome, but that's what I mean. But yeah, I mean, what do you see Carl Weathers as in this? What do you? What is your first impression of Carl Weathers in Star Wars? Because that's it, it's tough. Uh, it's tough. I think he's. I think he's. I don't know if there's going to be traditional good guys, bad guys, but I think he's going to lean towards a better type of guy. Yeah, 
I almost want to place him in some sort of neutral faction. Like, I don't think he's going to be a part of either the Empire or the uh, the Rebellion. Yeah, just like an advice guy, like a arms dealer type. I could see that, like him being the proprietor of some sort of shop that the that the yeah. Mandalorian frequents. Or maybe he, he hands out bounties or could something. Could be, yeah, could be. Uh, but I do think that, I mean, it's so hard, too, because like we said, all of these castings are so high profile, like Gina Carano, big name, Werner Herzog. Hey, man, 10 million episodes, yeah, bro. Yeah, I mean, so I... It's got to go to, it's got to go somewhere. So I, but I, like, I figure that all of these people have a prominent role within this show. So it's going to be really interesting to see how it all plays out. Um, another name up there, like I mentioned before, is Nick Nolte. And for those of you who don't know Nick, uh, he's crusty as fuck looking. So who, do, who knows what he, can yeah, do. Nolte is going to be really interesting. I almost feel like he has to play a drunk because it always just seems like he's drunk. <laughs> like, I mean, I could see him almost being like an old crotchety curmudgeonly Mandalorian. Yeah. Like he could be. Yeah. He could be like um, a Mandalorian outcast. Maybe he's some sort of mentor to the, you know, to the title character, to the Mandalorian. Um, I mean, I'm looking up. I fucking looked up Nick Nolte on the internet and the first three things that fucking, he probably looks drunk. He looks drunk. And one of them says Nick Nolte crashes his car into a concrete barrier while shopping. <laughs> like what the hell, man? What the hell? Um, yeah, he was, I think at one time he was like a, a promising actor. Oh dude. I mean, look at the, 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 the films that he's been yeah, he, in or He's a, he's a fucking disaster. Now he is, yeah. I mean, Thin Red Line, great movie. <laughs> Cape Fear, great movie. Um, I mean, drunk, drunk all Hulk. the time. Yeah, Hulk, drunk. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, Hulk, he literally plays a drunk. It's, yeah, dude, it's fucked up. It's fucked up because he he did. He had a lot of substance abuse problems. Um, the most recent thing that I've seen him in was Warrior which was uh, an MMA movie of, with Tom Hardy and Joel yeah, Edgerton. He's probably drunk. He played a too. drunk dad. That's what he did. Like he played, <laughs> he played an alcoholic father yeah, see, there you and go. like, there you, go. you know, that's, that was, and he, he fucking nailed it. But, um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see where he falls. And then Omid Abtahi, which is, uh, we've all seen him before. I actually pulled him yeah. up. Yeah, you know who this guy is. I didn't know him by name, but as soon as I saw his picture, I was like, okay, yeah, I've seen this guy around before. Yeah, Hunger Games mm-hmm. Part 2 he's been yep. in. Um, Brothers. Brothers is a is one that I remember him from specifically. Argo he was in, which is uh, Ben Affleck's yep. flick that won the Oscar. But, yeah, he's a he's a recognizable face obviously space chimps and space chimps yeah two. space chimps two was definitely better than space chimps one but recognizable nonetheless i've never heard of either one of those motherfucking movies no. um we already mentioned emily swallow and i think that about rounds it out i mean this is a pretty stacked cast dude for a tv show it was i mean i, I think of anything it just again a lot of these were floating around there. I mean, we 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 picked up on the Gina stuff, on the Pedro, on the Carl stuff, and I think even one night when we were casting, we even mentioned Nolte. But as I I mentioned in an article, I think the Esposito Swallow and Abdahi reveals were 
kind of knew or kept on the wraps. Yeah, I think so. Too. Either way, I mean, it's a damn impressive cast if these are going to be your your main your main characters that pop up throughout whatever 10 episodes or whatever they're going to yeah. run. Dude, I'm just excited to see Pedro Pascal on this lead role. I mean, the guy has killed it in everything that he's done since he's been in. in no, I, I think that's a damn, damn near perfect casting. To be honest yeah, I mean, you. we don't know who this character is other than that, that he is. I mean, well, I mean, if the baby thing's true. I think we do kind of know who he is. And, I, I, again, I, I think this guy's perfect yeah. for it. So, I mean, it, it's a killer cast. It's going to be a killer show. And, you know, the fact – I think you, you hit the nail on the head when you said that this is going to be a release title with Disney+. Plus. The fact – It would be moronic for it. Yeah, I mean, we have the official casting already announced, and it's a um, – I mean, we don't know exactly when the when it's coming. Dude, they're shooting. I mean, they've been shooting for months. Yeah, I mean, point. basically making Star Wars lives on that set. I mean, they see everything that happens and post them up on their – you know, their Twitter, Instagram, and, you know, on their site. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't see any reason why this would not be ready to go day one on Disney+. Plus. It, it's almost it's almost take it to the bank territory. Yeah, I would say that. I'd say take it to the bank for this. But he took it to the bank. Yeah, I mean, any final thoughts you have on The Mandalorian? Um, No. I mean, I, I'm I'm glad we got I you know me. We've talked about this many times before on Star Wars Time, at least when we were on EB's network. Now we're on the new stuff, StarWarsTime.net represent. But I've always <clears throat> I just lost my train of thought completely. It's gone, people. That's how we roll here. Yeah. Deleted. <laughs> Move along. Yeah. I had no idea where we were going. These aren't the droids you're looking for. Move exactly. along. My cat, my cat just jumped on my keyboard while I was talking. It kind of threw me off and deleted. The last year, literally, completely deleted thought. So yeah, people, Disney Plus, get on the train as soon as it leaves the station. Don't be late, because this is the kind of material you're gonna be getting from it. Good, fucking stuff. Yeah, this. I mean, it's a, a day one buy. If this show isn't a day one title, they're just they're yeah. dumb. And if you want, like, if they're gonna launch it with just a bunch of YouTube, like Disney YouTube property content, you can already get. It's like go yeah, home. No, they're not stupid. Disney knows what they're doing here. They've watched the model that has been proven successful by Netflix. They've seen some of the stumbles of other platforms, and they've pretty much decided that they got a handle on it. And I, I feel like when Disney feels like they have a handle on something, they execute damn near flawlessly. So looking forward to it. If you want more information on Disney Plus, go to StarWarsTime.net, search Disney Plus, And I have an article that outlines the reasons you should be on it from day one. It's called Disney Plus is required watching for Star Wars fans. So give that a read. Damn Skippy and Marvel. And Marvel, boot. yeah. All right, my friends. Well, I think it's that time of the episode where we're going to bid you farewell. Hopefully you enjoyed the content. I mean, I think we gave our usual stupid hot takes on whatever dumb stuff we were talking about. But it's not really dumb, right, people? It's Star Wars. Star Wars is never dumb. It's always fun. It's fantastic. We love it. We're going to be coming at you next time with a special topic episode. 
dealing with The Last Jedi. We're going to do kind of our year in review. It's been a year since this came out. Actually, I think it's year to the date as we're recording this right now on the 15th, at least in my part of the country. It's rolled over to the 15th. Uh, So that will be our next topic, and then we'll come at you after that with another standard show. And then I think our last show of the year is going to be kind of our countdown of some of the best Star Wars moments of 2018, and that can be anything. It can be comic books, movies, games, you never know. So please, hopefully if you're new, you dug it, leave a review on iTunes when we show up. We've been been, uh, accepted. It's probably not going to show up in the store for at least another day or two in terms of searching. Uh, but you can follow us on YouTube, StarWarsTime.net, whatever. It's all over there. You can get it. Get with it. We're here. It's official. We've been reborn. Star Wars Time is on its own. We're flying now. We're flying, Mommy. We're flying. Let's do this. All right, my friends. May the Force be with you. Always. Always. <laughs>